You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Aaron Walker, Sarah Soma Sindaram, and Heather Dyer. Guess what they're cooking now? This episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by ATB. At ATB, we make banking work for you. With expert and practical advice in everyday banking and investment planning expertise and management services with ATB Wealth, you can be confident that you're making smart choices when it comes to your money. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. Welcome to Three Kitchens. We're back with a new episode. I'm Heather. I'm here with my friends, Erin and Sarah. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Sarah's got a turban on her head and I she's going to tell us our, our fortunes. Got a pretty little, it's one of those towels that has the little button at the top and it clasps That's the right. towel. Yeah. That's right, guys. I'm drying my hair, but sure, I can tell fortunes too. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yes, to my resume. What's happening this year? <laughs> Dying to the know. The forecast is good. The forecast is lovely. Oh, I like these fortunes. You should keep doling yeah. them out. They're very positive. Yeah. You could charge money. Not to us, of course. Ours are always free. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, we gave her the idea, right, Heather? So I think we claim. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I had to split the profits is what you mean. <laughs> no, no. Yes. Just don't. No. Oh, I was thinking just yes. don't charge us. <laughs> Heather had the wrong answer. I no, Heather. <laughs> Sorry. So what's happening? Well, Ooh. new year and a new season of one of the podcasts that I've been listening to just got released. So I'm very excited about that. It's called Fields okay. and part of the Heritage Radio Network. And they talk about urban agriculture and mm. links between food and ecology and so many cool things. They started recording before the pandemic and so for their first season a lot of it was pre-pandemic they have been on a break now for six months as they put together all of their um next season Mm. so I'm really excited because they just started they just released season two oh so did they create the whole thing the whole season and then release it all at once no it gets released I think weekly, the first episode's been put out. I see. But they do a lot of interviewing people in different places that have different aspects of urban agriculture, people who cultivate mushrooms in warehouses mm-hmm. in mm. New York City, uh, people who have yeah. people who have urban farms in their communities to provide food for people who don't have access to food. Is this all in New York? Or uh, they're based everywhere? out of New York, but they interview people kind of all over the place. Cool. Really cool, nice. nerdy stuff that... <laughs> It just, it excites me. It's like food and science and like the ecology piece of everything. So. It's because it's because you're cool and nerdy. It's because so I'm like cool, cool and nerdy. And nerdy. <laughs> Thank you, it's Heather. A good, it's a good combination if you ask me. Exactly. I you know, you don't even have to really, you don't have to garden or farm or anything. It's some really interesting information about different ways that you can forage in your own community to find food, farming indoors, hydroponic farming, all that kind of stuff. It's 
yeah, that would be my recommendation. Nice. And what was it called again? It's called Fields. Fields. Okay. Yeah. Cool. On the Heritage Radio Network. So what are you creating for us this week that you're going to share with us? What's cooking? What's cooking? You should say, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? That's right. <laughs> okay. So uh, many years ago now, it feels like a lifetime ago. My husband and I used to travel before oh. we had kids. Oh. Yeah, when we had, mo- when Sorry, we had two incomes and money oh, used to, travel. to go yeah. places. Yeah. Wow. That is a lifetime ago right there, Heather. Mm-hmm. It feels that way anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and we took a trip to um, Istanbul and on our way to the Greek islands, we went to Greece and we did a cruise around the Greek islands, but we spent like a week in Istanbul, Turkey before we went to Greece. And I lo- I loved everything about Istanbul, the people, the city itself, the sites, the markets, the food was so mm. amazing. And I have this, you know, when you go to tourist sites and sometimes you get a they take your photo on your way in or whatever and you can oh, buy yes. the photo it's like a tourist yeah, of course yeah thing and we typically don't do that oh yeah we don't buy the photo but for some reason we bought that photo or it was maybe it was free that time I don't know but I have this photo of us at a one of the sites and it, for some reason I have it stuck to the bulletin board in the mudroom so when I go out the door I always see it there it's the two of us at this place called Ephesus. Ephesus I can never say it right I think it's Ephesus We'll just call it Snuffleupagus. <laughs> that's, that's easier somehow. No, I think it's at Ephesus. Anyway, um, historical site. And as I go by, I always look at the picture of us, you know, on vacation in Turkey and sigh heavily and, you know, remember the days. And mm-hmm. it got me thinking when I was trying to come up with the recipe for an episode, I was like, oh, I'm going to do something Turkish or Turkish inspired. So what I've decided to make for you is a Turkish pita. Okay. P-I-D-E. Not a pita, P-I-T-A, but a pita, which is not really that dissimilar. Honestly, it must be a similar word because it is a flatbread. Oh. So sometimes it's just bread. Sometimes it's bread with toppings. And I'm going to do the one that is traditionally a boat shape okay like a canoe shape open-faced flatbread like your toppings are on top and then it's baked it would have been in a stone oven or something probably kind of like a pizza oven Mm -hmm. but it's not to be confused with pizza there's no sauce and there's only cheese if it's a cheese pita it's not like a pizza where it typically has sauce and cheese and then whatever else Okay. Mm-hmm. Even though you sometimes see it called Turkish pizza, I think that's just mm. for a frame of reference. Like, what what are we talking about? But I would for call tourists, it fl- maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would call it flatbread because that's essentially what it is. Sometimes flatbread has toppings on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think you can get anything on it. And depending which part of Turkey you go to, it's going to vary. It's like street food, right? It's, right. it's that thing that is different everywhere, but the same. <laughs> yeah exactly and there's probably depends on restaurant to restaurant just like totally any place you know you can put whatever you want on there so it could be like ground beef or lamb and peppers or it could be just cheese or it could be spinach and feta or it could be oh just yeah. about anything does it look like a pita pocket or no. does it actually sit with like open face facing upward oh facing up okay think pizza now that we've said pizza sometimes they're round a pita could also be round okay but 
uh, this traditional shape, I can't remember, I could look up which part of Turkey is the boat shape, but when you, you roll it out into like an oval, and then when you okay. put your toppings in the middle, and then you sort of fold or roll up all the edges and pinch them at the ends to make like a long oval, like a boat shape. Oh my uh, God, I love this. Probably want to slice it. I don't know how big it's going to, I honestly don't even know how big <laughs> they end up being exactly I believe the recipe that I'm planning to follow for the bread makes four of them so that'll tell me how I guess we'll find out how big it ends up being oh this sounds like so much fun and have you figured out what topping I have chosen a recipe for the toppings but I'm not gonna tell you I'm gonna okay. wait right. and have you identify what's on it I think Ooh, okay I think it's a little twist this Ooh, recipe salted is little... lemons I picked it now just <laughs> <laughs> To sound, not to sound a bit like Sarah, but it's super simple. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think it's a very simple flatbread dough. It doesn't rise, right? I believe it rests for an hour before you roll it out. So super easy. And then you just put what toppings you want on it. Oh, this is exciting. Incredible. There's another version. I'll probably pronounce this wrong, but there's another version called a gozleme, which is you would roll out a big piece, put your toppings in a very thin amount of toppings and then package it all up like fold the dough around it oh. and then that's fried in a pan so it's crispy and it's super thin and when you cut it I actually made a gozleme before okay. with spinach and feta oh. inside and it was really delicious and I and I was reminded of it over the holidays as I was thinking of this so I made it for the kids and my husband for lunch last week and even the kids were like what is this it's so good nice so the kids who say they don't like spinach ate the spinach and feta gozleme and loved it so nice oh this is very exciting I hope so I don't know. You guys were, we, when we went to Silk Road Spices, I bought sumac. So, you know, the sumac will feature in this somewhere. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Nice. I told you to be short that's and sweet. There's <laughs> not much to say about it, really. This sounds really good, though. Turkey is on my bucket list. I think anytime I've ever heard people's travels in in Turkey just sound amazing. And the food, especially. Mm. Oh, all the Mediterranean, really good. Mediterranean, oh. Middle Eastern influences, yeah. right? It's all kind of meshed. Yeah. yeah. So good. And lots of vegetarian, it seemed like lots of vegetarian restaurants there as well. So we, oh, we okay. ate quite a bit of vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> like lentils and sometimes right. you don't even know what's in stuff. It's like when I was in India, we'd go to like a vegetarian restaurant and I'd be like, what are we eating? Who cares? It's all good. <laughs> all tastes good. I don't care. Pita, is it always like a big family sized pita? Or do you, can you do individual pieces or did you always see a family size one? They're usually like, I would say they okay. serve like two people and usually it's sliced up. Uh, and so yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't try to eat this long boat shaped thing. You, it would be cut into slices, like, like a pizza slice. Oh, this is trying long. to yeah, land yeah. a big long boat yeah. in your mouth. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, you cut it up and, and there's, t- you can put topping mm. like extra toppings or dip or whatever. Oh, this sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to try this. To snack on. Yeah, I feel like I'm not describing it very well, but you'll see like when you, when you eat it and then from the photos, people will see what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
I had a colleague who was whose parents were from Turkey, so she cooked a lot of Turkish food, and every single dish I tried, I loved. Mm-hmm. So I'm very. She was the one who taught me about sumac, actually. Can someone tell me about sumac because I know nothing? Sarah, go ahead. I've never actually cooked with it. Yeah, sumac is like a really sour seasoning. So when you have something like preserved fruit that is sweet mm-hmm. and sour, have you ever? I know Asians. love to eat this or or like tamarind candy it tastes a lot like that but it's in powder form it's often a substitute um for citrus okay or not necessarily substitute but it's kind of like it's got a citrus like where you want that kind of citrusy flavor but it's a spice it's like a plant oh. isn't it sumac it's like a flower it is a plant <laughs> well i was hoping you weren't like grinding the bones of children i kind of assumed it was well, a oh, come on <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm gonna get you a coffee mug that says she, she's holding up her uh, i heart new york i'm gonna get her one that says like i am a smart ass or queen smart ass or something okay yeah it's like a r- dark rust red kind of yeah. color and it's yeah it's kind of flowery kind of citrusy yeah oh yeah Interesting. Yeah, you had made mention of it when you bought it and I had no idea what it was or why you would use it. So. <laughs> yeah. It, in Singapore we used to eat these like preserved plums or limes and stuff and they they're dried and they're salted and sweetened and they mm. taste exactly like sumac. Oh. It's like little candies that you would eat. So, well, again, I'm so excited. Wow, Something new to add to our menu. Hope so. Now I'm going to feel like I've traveled to Turkey a little bit. And I can just picture your beautiful lamp that you hang in your backyard in the summer. Oh, yes. yes. And, you know. The glass, cut glass lantern. I love mm-hmm. that lantern. gorgeous i know it's so beautiful and <laughs> where we bought it was this little restaurant that was like open kind of like to the street in the old part of istanbul and they were all hanging from the ceiling like just like a hundred of them in this little place and at night oh, so we'd pretty. go there it was like around the corner from the hotel so we'd go there for dinner and it was like all lit up and candles on the table and so that right. was the only light in there and then you know it's a busy little old town you know you people coming and going and just mm. i remember the the waiter at one point giving us a, a blessing like quite a long not long-winded but like quite an evolved like blessing for us to have a son <laughs> it's like he was like he was a young guy too it was kind of funny that he because he was asking us about you know where we're from and do we have kids and oh i will you know it's a blessing on you so that you will have a son and he was doing this whole thing over our table <laughs> we were like well it's got to work because that was something <laughs> <laughs> was very nice. That's beautiful. I love that story. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that with us. <laughs> <laughs> I was blessed. He's a he's a pretty good boy. We got we got two, but you know, I was the first. Say, now, you have two right. boys, but you're just calling the first one. <laughs> yeah. He was the one that we got the blessing. blessing. <laughs> he was the blessed one. The other one was just a how he squeaked by without a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, so so join us and we'll be back to talk about If it turned out, I hope it does. We're going to know what this thing looks like and tastes like mm-hmm. when we come back. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Hi there, I'm Brendan, a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit rumi.ca, that's r u m i.ca. 
and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. All right, Heather, skip the dishes via your husband. <laughs> you know what? When he was on the way out the door to deliver food to you guys, he was like, hey, just skip the dishes, get uh, tips. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you suggesting they're going to tip you? Because I think you're out of luck. I think he asked for some sort of tip or payment. And oh, I, I really got my kids good because I was making lunch for them. And the doorbell rang and I went, oh, there's my lunch. And they both looked at me just completely gobsmacked. And they were like, you ordered in? And I was like, yeah, I got skipped the dishes. And so it was hilarious that your husband also played along because as soon as I opened the door, he said, skip the dishes. Your delivery is here. And the kids were just like staring at me like, you can order lunch? That's no And you made us craft dinner or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So they, they had a good laugh because I totally got them. <laughs> and then, and then did you share your skip the dishes order with them? Not a single bite. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> Tell us about the deliciousness you made us. Cause as soon as I ate yes. it, I had to know what was in it. You posted the pictures, which allowed me to sneak a peek into what the ingredients were. Cause I was like, what is in here? Yeah. Did you guess at all when you ate it? What the- yeah, eggplant was the main. Because it's yeah. such a, yeah. But I didn't guess that it was that long guy. What kind of eggplant is that? I don't know. What do you call I don't even know. It's like a long, skinny one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The long, skinny eggplant. Long, skinny eggplant. And then the topping with those big bits of coriander seed oh my god that was so good whatever you made with the pecans and everything okay so let me tell you what recipe i used i found a recipe on rebelrecipes.com okay and i believe if i'm not mistaken all her recipes are vegan this is a spiced aubergine pita and i followed it with the exception of instead of olive oil in the dough, which would have made it vegan. I used butter. Okay. Just, just, just my preference. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, I also kind of put butter all around the bread when I took it out of the oven, um, which <laughs> pretty sure is not done in vegan, true vegan recipe, but everything else I kept to the recipe. I also follow, I didn't follow. I watched a video on YouTube on a channel called Rafika's Kitchen. And she's a chef who does all kinds of videos with Turkish food and maybe other food. I don't even know, but I just saw lots of Turkish recipes and I watched the video where she showed making the, the dough by hand, which I did the way that she had suggested, even though I used the recipe from just because I thought the proportions to right. filling dough to filling might work better if I used it all the recipe from uh, Rebel Recipes. But I used Rafika's right. techniques and the way she baked it. And she's just really enthusiastic and kind of fun to watch. So I recommend if you want to make this or other Turkish recipes, go check out Rafika's Kitchen. Oh, wow. Okay. That sounds so good. She also had some other ideas of toppings because she made hers with meat. And there's one version where you put a crack an egg on top and then you bake it so that the yolk is still runny. And so you dip the, cut it up and dip it in the egg. And it just nice. looks like fantastic like breakfast pita is is this typically a breakfast dish I don't think it's typical breakfast but I could be wrong maybe depends where you go 
Ah, oh, it was so good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the dough is just flour, salt, yeast, sugar, uh, some kind of fat. I used butter, which was also what Rafika did in her recipe. If you follow Rebel recipes, it's olive oil and water. You know, you're just kind of mixing it together with your hand in right. a bowl until it kind of forms a ball. And then I put it out on the counter with some flour and just kneaded it until it came together. And it was super easy, really easy, nice, soft dough. It looked mm. so gorgeous. Like I was watching your uh, dough making videos that you had posted up for us. And I was just like, this is so soothing to watch. I just wanted to like <laughs> reach in there and like smush the dough myself. Yeah, it's nice. It's really easy to work with and then divide it up. So I believe according to the recipe she made four, I did six. Oh, okay. because I liked that when Rafika did her recipe, she said she likes to make smaller portions so that it's thinner and crispier. Hmm, and the right. way she says it is so that you can eat more of it, which I totally I'm like, you're speaking my language, less carbs <laughs> right. so I can eat more. Yes. So I divided it into six kind of four lamenta balls, put them on a tray under a damp cloth for I think it said half an hour. But by the time I had made my filling and organize myself it may have been closer to an hour that they sat okay then you're just rolling it out into an oval rolled out quite easily mm -hmm. um, I found and then put your filling on top leaving space all around the edge and then right. fold it around all the all the edges kind of just fold in they don't cover the filling they just folded over pinch the ends so that your oval turns into a boat shape like mm -hmm. a canoe and that's how it's formed so that it's super easy dough now for this filling the spiced so what you call it spiced aubergine pita um she just said a medium aubergine so I was like well I don't know I just happened when I was at the store I saw those nice long <laughs> those long eggplants and I was like well that looks good so I used one of those for this could have had more Frank I thought could I really could have made more that. filling <laughs> yeah like it's not supposed right, to be right. tons of filling on here it's meant to be right. kind of thin with just right. some like you know it's not meant to be like loaded piled high but I thought right. it was so tasty <laughs> that by the end I was like I want to just pile more of this on here because it was so delicious <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so there's uh eggplant onion and then a bunch of uh, spices, you've got cumin seeds, smoked paprika, cinnamon, chili flakes, sumac. Did I mention tomatoes? There's tomatoes and garlic. And mm. that's basically it. And then at the end, you throw in some chopped fresh mint, little extra sumac, mix it together. So you're just cooking it on the stove, yeah, letting it sit covered for about 10 or 15 minutes after you've sort of sauteed it together. Super easy just to whip it up on your stove watch the little video I made, you can see really easy. Right. And then you're just, like I said, you just put that in the middle of your oval shape, fold the edges. So she's saying bake it at 375. But Rafika in her video, she had her oven cranked like right. high heat mm. and two racks, one toward the top, one toward the bottom. And she said, put it on the bottom rack for about four to five minutes to crisp up the bottom of it. Oh, then okay. move it to the top rack for when till it's done until the until the bread turns like a golden brown at the same at the same high temperature 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I kind of followed her technique, but I didn't crank my oven all the way up. I think I put it at 450 though, which is quite a bit higher than the 375 in the recipe. So I guess true to how I usually (laughs) do things. I was just kind of deciding as I go, how I'm going to make this work and you can do it how you like. But I did like the suggestion to crisp up the bottom first Mm -hmm, and then move it up so that it's more, it seemed to be even that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really smart. And if you did want to put the egg on top, you would do the lower level four to five minutes first, take it out of the oven, put your egg on. And if you had smaller bits, like say small peppers or fresh tomatoes or something that you were going to put on top, then put it on the top rack to finish cooking. How long was it on the top rack for I think it was about really... 10 minutes. About okay, 10 cool. minutes. Yeah, really easy. I mean, so easy. You can't get much easier. No. Were you able to bake them all at, like, did you do all, well, I guess six, six. probably wouldn't have fit at once, no. but you could do a couple at a time, could you? Or I did two. Okay. Yeah. Because my oven is fairly small, I can only fit one cookie sheet in at a time. Yeah. And I put two, two pita on the cookie sheet at a time but because it's so quick and your filling's already done and your dough's ready to be rolled out yeah you can do like two serve it up like I did two I packaged them up for you guys my husband went out the door I made two more for the kids nice and then I made the last two once they were eating so really worked out well yeah super quick and easy okay then there were a couple other and these other items were also from rebel recipes all within the same post so coconut mint dip uh, I don't know that it was my favorite, but I liked it when it was all together. So you've got three tablespoons of coconut yogurt. Remember, this is a vegan recipe. So if right. you wanted to use Greek yogurt, if that's what you've got, uh, juice of half a lemon, a tablespoon of olive oil, a clove of garlic, grated pinch of mm. sea salt, and a couple tablespoons of fresh chopped mint. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Very simple. It's not, I didn't think it was like uber flavorful. Like it complemented the pita perfectly, but on its own, it was kind of lackluster. I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know. But then when I put it with everything else, I quite, quite enjoyed that. Yeah. And it doesn't make much, like I just said, it's three tablespoons of yogurt. Mm -hmm. So, so I would say maybe make more, I had run out of mint by that point. My husband had picked the mint up at the store. So he got the little packet of plastic packet instead of like a big bunch. (laughs) Maybe that's all they had. I don't know. Okay. And the other thing is called a pistachio. Was this the stuff that you threw on top? A duca Mm. or duca. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. You've offended Rio. (laughs) My dog is (laughs) You've offended your dog. She's like, that's not it. You can't say that. Uh, it's described in here as a nutty, crunchy, spicy Middle Eastern dip that you sprinkle on your food or dip your bread into. So I wouldn't say it's exactly a dip, but if you just had bread dipped in, say, olive oil and then put it in those crunchy, that duca, ah, yes, that to stick would be, to them, yeah, ideal. that would be delicious. And so, which website was this from? Sorry. RebelRecipes.com. Okay, the same, same same one. one. Okay. Yeah. And it's linked okay. uh, to the pita recipe. It's all right Excellent. there. Okay. So it had suggested unsalted pistachios or hazelnuts. I forgot to buy the nuts, but I had walnuts in my mm. cupboard. So I used walnuts. Probably is quite a bit different with a different nut. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's what I had. It also has cumin seeds, coriander seeds, sesame seeds, 
Oh, sunflower seeds. I think I forgot the sunflower seeds when I made it for you. <laughs> uh, one or two sprigs of mint, pink Himalayan salt, and chili flakes. Oh. So you take the nuts and the seeds, toast them in the oven, chop your mint with your pink salt. I kind of put it, I put it into a little spice grinder thing and like chopped it all up and then you mix it together, throw your chili flakes in there and that's it. It's very tasty. Like with those seeds, the cumin and the coriander really, I thought was really tasty. I was picking those up off the plate. I was licking my finger (laughs) and then adding them in. Yeah. So good. (laughs) And then if one if you've got your piece of pita, put some of the cucumber dip on there and some of the nuts, the duca on there, and eat it all together was like, oh yeah. It was beautiful. Mm, So good. And that's that's the Turkish pita. It was delicious. And I love that you can basically put whatever you want in it now that you know how to make that dough, right? But that topping, the Mm -hmm. duca, my favorite. Because it was so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The taste was so unique, right? Like it almost tasted like a granola, but then you've got that coriander so seed in it. Yeah, it was like the savory aspect to it, but then it had that sweetness to it as well. It was just mm-hmm. something I've never tasted before and it was so good. So, so very good. good. Mm, I agree. Yeah, I'd like and- to I'd like to try making that for the for the kids for an after school snack, like talk about easy, just, you know, if all that stuff's made up and all you have to do is roll it and bake it. Mm-hmm. Totally. You could even make this for lunches, right? The kids lunches. Yeah. I think it would be good. You cold, made it probably small. too. Right. Totally. Yeah. One of my kids liked it. The other one wasn't crazy about the topping, the eggplant. So okay. with the last dough, I had, we had had leftover, we'd had bacon the previous breakfast and I chopped up the leftover bacon and just cheddar cheese and he nice. gobbled that up. He loved that. So you can, you can really put, oh, yeah. even if you just want cheese or do like feta and spinach or like right. bruschetta and ground Ooh. lamb, I think was one of the ones that she, Rafika <gasps> made, it was like some oh. kind of, you know, tomato, olive oil, basil that she just whipped up and then put like ground lamb with it you could have like they all look delicious you could put whatever you want on here no kidding is that dough freezable yes apparently you can freeze it okay I had thought of that because I wasn't exactly sure how my ratio to filling was going to work out and if I hadn't made the bacon I would have had an extra piece but apparently you can freeze it and then let it thaw and then you probably have to add some flour and rework it a little bit and then roll it out Okay. I was just wondering if you could bake the whole thing and then freeze it for well, like probably. a later. I mean, you yeah. probably could. Sure. That's always my, my thing for lunches. It's like pre-make it and then heat it up the morning of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You definitely making this one. Definite keeper. Mm. Yeah. Pita. Pita. Very delicious. I Thank spelled you, it turkey. wrong like six <laughs> times. So P-I-D-E. That's right. But pronounced Pita. Pita. It's probably a little bit, my accent is not good, <laughs> but. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, so when you visited Turkey, you had pitas before, right? Um, yes. What, what filling, do you remember what filling was in those? No, you can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Honestly, it was. Yeah. Uh, you just remember the shape more than anything else. or something. <laughs> it was a oh, long right. time ago. 
I remember bread and yumminess. Yeah, bread with like good stuff on it. I probably didn't even know what it was called. Like, you know, you just go up to like a like a counter at the market or whatever. And it's like, that looks good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to eat. What's that guy eating? I'm going to eat what he's having. Right, right. And I honestly didn't catch, I don't think I knew a Turkish word when I, when we were there because everybody spoke English to us and they were so quick to speak English that we didn't learn any words. That's (laughs) awesome. That was really good. Really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Easy to make, yummy to eat, customize. Next time I'm putting an egg on mine for sure. Do it. Sometimes it's just bread with no toppings. Oh, okay. It's the bread. The pita, I believe, is the word for the bread itself. Right. So this is just a pita with toppings, but you could have it without toppings if you just want a flat bread. But why would you do that when you could put something yummy on it? <laughs> totally. It would be nice to do like a family night where each one could pick their own toppings too from the fridge, Yeah, like right? a make your own mm-hmm. kind of night. Yeah. Mm. yeah I just want to play with that dough. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to make that dough it looked so awesome (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and in the video Rafika when she's talking about it her accent is really nice but she's like she's like you net it you net the dough you net it and you're just netting and you're netting and I'm like she's what what is she doing (laughs) kneading the dough yeah it was really I like listening to I like listening to her talk too it's nice yeah (laughs) thank you for lunch you're very welcome. I'll be ordering that again next week and the week okay. after and the week after. Yeah. <laughs> so what have we got up next week? Sarah, where are you taking us? We have a uh, really interesting episode next week and it's going to be a little different. The format's going to be different. It's going to come with a meal that you guys are going to make and it's going to come with a story. As we're making it, I'm going to tell you a story, a weird story. (laughs) Okay, well, I look forward to hearing this story. Yes. Tune Tune in next week. (laughs) As we said. (laughs) See you next week, guys. (laughs) And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. It was really good.